Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. We've got Hello lots of chat for you, because we're a podcast, and stick with us like glue, because we're a podcast, I don't care what you say, because we're the podcast called Idle Matinee. Okay, there you go. And there's loads that of was, others to listen tight. to, but listen to this one, because we're not like the others. Hello everyone, welcome to the Idle Matinee podcast, episode 140. Do that again. Uh, this is the ultimate podcast to listen to. You know that makes sense. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, if you've never heard this podcast before, this isn't just chat. This is hardcore comedy chat. Uh, we are on fire. And let's just introduce who's here. It's me, Ben, a.k.a. Barry. It's Greg. Uh, bonsoir, je m'appelle Gregoire. Well, bonsoir to you guys. It could be any fucking time here where you are listening or watching. Because we're on YouTube now. We're going to be on YouTube. Well, possibly. <laughs> may, this may not see the light of day. It may be too bad. I'll be like, oh, no, my face. It's the worst. The transition. Uh, Jolly. All eyes on me. Sky drop like a fatty. It's me, Johnny. And someone who emailed in to us. <laughs> what, like a fatty? That's a song, isn't it? Oh, right. Sky drop like a fatty. I you just calling yourself, number one or calling yourself a fatty. You're not that fat. Too fat, too furious. <laughs> and someone else who emailed in to us who wouldn't be on the podcast before. I feel like Westwood in this top. It's <laughs> <laughs> we were saying talking like him. It's Joe. Ugly kid, the fugly one. He's Prize been- winner. He's been on before. So. I won a prize. I, 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 I entered a listener competition to have a guest appearance. And I, I won. But, but, didn't we say that the last time you were on? I, don't, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. He's won another prize. Duke of right, Edinburgh yeah. Sandwich Award. <laughs> people, people are going to think it's a bit of a fix. They'll be like, hang on, there's, there's only the same well, guy. Well, email in too. I didn't win a yeah. prize last time. Last time I came on because of the sandwich story. That's right. But to clarify, last time, empty stomach, far too much beer, not, I was a wreck. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a wreck. Mm. But mm. I'm less of a wreck today. Yep. And, so, but you could email at idlematinee at gmail.com if you yes, want to come in to come the in. studio. Right, so let's start. We're all here. Let's all say hello to each other. Hello. Hello. Hiya. We hey. didn't have to say what this podcast is about like we normally do. Greg, what's this podcast about? What is what it you about? normally say. Joe, you can do that this week. Hey, Greg, what, what, what is this podcast about anyway? Well, it's like a three-act thing, Joe. It's like a movie. The first act is Slice of Life, where we talk about our lives, if we've done anything interesting. We'll do movie reviews, or we do some, uh, what's it, internet news, Johnny's internet news, Amber Heard news. And then the second act is Barry's silly list, well, all of our silly list of uh, hypotheticals, improvs, funny songs. And then the third act is The Gentle Bear Comedy Club, recently changed, recently well changed done. name. Thought, With improvised well comedy uh, and, uh, and a comedy poet who tends to write his stuff down. Fresh from the tree. Yeah. Fresh from wow. the vine. That sounds great. So let's start with the beginning. So, what have you been doing this week? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember. Well, Johnny went to see Fran Leibovitz. Oh, that's right, yeah. Johnny, Johnny's been doing something. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I had the tickets booked for a long time to see Fran Leibovitz. And if anyone hasn't heard of them, she's uh, probably most known to people um, from the Netflix series Pretend It's a City with Martin Scorsese. Um, but she's a humorist, uh, an author and a curmudgeon generally and she's quite fun I found her quite funny anyway went into the uh, the theatre and then we're taken into the ambassador's lounge it sounds like it's sponsored by cigarettes yep 
reminds me of have you ever been to uh, when you go to the airport and they have those they used to have the smoking lounges with the glass like where the fruit machines are now and they've you go still in got those. have they well that's still the airport. in Dubai in places like that yeah. airports ambassador's lounge went in and it's like waiting for uh, gin and tonics and then this did you get a Ferrero Rocher uh, no good joke though this uh, w- woman come up with short sort of bobbed purple hair that did automatically remind me of C-3PO and she had a younger girl with her and she was like, hello, I am Hunter. We are here to guide you through the ambassador's lounge. Would you like to take a seat? It's like, yeah, all right. And they had free crisps. What did the younger girl say? Not a lot. She looks embarrassed. Beep, like boop, we beep, did. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I know. I missed the trick there. Oh, I'm just dear. trying to remember stuff and it, it always messes me up. So we sat down and then they come in. Hello. As I said, we are Hunter, and this is uh, R2-D2. Droid. Yeah, this is I'm Droid. Hunter Droid. We, she is in training. Uh, we are here to help you with whatever you want. What would you like to drink? And I said, oh, we've already prepaid for two uh, double gin and tonics. Oh, we don't do doubles here. I said, you fucking do. I paid for two. She went, oh, no, we'll give you one gin and tonic each now, and then you can have another one at the interval. I said, all right, fair enough. So we had them. I said, I can have a beer as well. To take well that's quite good because you get more tonic then, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, no, Maxine asked for lemonade, and then she came back and goes, just to inform you, lemonade is extra, but on this occasion, we've given you free. Would you like lemonade after? Would you like lemonade after the break? I went, no, she won't. She was fucking tonic. This is costing me a fortune. I'm already she going out of her. Tonic. I'm already Come going on. out of her. Why am I wasting money on her? Had you really prepaid for the drink or was it a blag? No, prepaid. I had to take a bit of paper in and that. Oh, missed a trick there. Yeah, I know. Anyway, can of beer, six quid. Can of beer, six what, what quid. What beer was it? What's that, a little can? Oh. Big no, can. It, was like a, it was like a larger can. I think it was a bud or Fosters. some shit like that. She goes, oh, we have that. We'll have to go. And she sent the, the little droid off to go to a cupboard to get it because they don't have it in there. Did but, it come out the little droid's you, head? No, if you go, it should have done, like a lightsaber. <laughs> but, um... I was thinking you might as well just because Maxine like, had a you know girls carry bags with them didn't they just fill it up with beer and just fuck the ambassador's lounge up yeah, or, um, or a hip flask of- or a camel pack um, bit, bit more economic isn't it if you just take a little snifter of brandy or some whiskey in or something yeah I mean you know you live and learn didn't you so anyway we went in um, and it was a we were right near the front and this is set up with like two leather chairs and a young lady asking Fran Liebert's questions. And she's very dry, talking about what she thinks about New York City and et cetera, It's et all changed. Yeah, and she's going, I walk around, pretend it's a city and all that shit. It's very good. Anyway, I went out for the break, and you come back in, then it's questions. And then she's got like a little podium, and they ask, oh, what questions? And someone asked something about what they think about, I don't know. New- oh, someone asked, what do you think about trans rights? I was like, oh, and everyone, oh. So the next question, I put my hand up and asked a question. And I said, why is it Americans say I could care less when they mean I couldn't care less? Yeah. Did and she have an answer for you? She said, sorry, I can't hear you. Oh. So then I project, and I was writing in the front. So then I projected with my loud voice. I won't do it on here because you get annoyed. But I did it like very loud. And she looked uh, physically surprised how loud it was. And she, saw- she sort of answered and said that uh, along the lines of, Grammar is quite boring and used to be taught in the old days by nuns that used to beat it into the children and that's the only way they learn. And now in modern life, um, children, uh, you're not allowed to hit children and it's been, it's thought that... Answer the fucking question, Fran. Uh, no, she said it's thought that it's, uh, it's why, why teach it to children they don't need it and that's why everyone in America is a fucking ididot. Right, okay, so she's just saying because we're thick is basically what she, the answer and also and that, that could also be the answer to why they say Craig instead of Craig why they can't pronounce the, the vowel sound of A and I together 
that no, no one can, no one in America said that everyone says Craig. They can't say Craig. They can't do the AI sound. It's weird. They say Greg. What's that about? They say Greg. Huh? They say Greg. No. Oh, they, no they, can, they can only say Greg or Craig. They can't say right. AI. There's no different. What if they're asking for a crap? They say, can I have a crap, please? Craig. Craig. Crepe. Yeah, no, no. Crepe. They, no, they oh, say it's crepe, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah well, no, no they, crepe, say bagel. they, don't they say, just say bagel. They say pancake because they're, they're basic. So then, well, one one question asked was this because uh, there was a lot of uh, Americans. There was about three or four. I, mean, Ameri- I love Americans. <laughs> three or four American questions. Well, no, I love Americans. Just yeah. fuck the four. The, they can't say Craig. The four people there that were uh, that were pro-abortion. And this American woman said, "Oh, hi, Fran. Love your work, etc., etc." Um, I left New York about ten years ago. Do you forgive me, and should I go back? And she went. Firstly. Um, I never knew you were there. No one miss you, and I don't care if you do or not. And I found that quite amusing. Because she said, when I first moved to New York, uh, I wanted to go to New York because I wanted to get because she's gay and she wanted to get away from where she was before and live the live an artistic life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But she said, I never went out to people and go, oh, what was life like in the thirties? Right. She's humorous. She's very yeah, funny, very it. dry. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend uh, pretend it's a city. Um, but just to say it's about 25 quid to get back where from is she Oxford. playing next so I can ask her the Craig question uh, New York probably <laughs> right give me oh. a ticket I'm going yeah, yeah. to New York <laughs> do they have Craigslist <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I mean, Cra- Craigslist yeah they, Craigslist. Made, they invented it they call it Craigslist though they call it Craig, Craig- Craigslist so they can't even pronounce something that they invented yeah I know <laughs> that's woeful if you invent it you should at least pronounce it so, right. well yeah I mean well they didn't invent the name Craig I guess but I mean it's Scottish I would have thought isn't it I don't know you seen Craig. Top Gun Maverick yet? Oh. Nah, nah, not seen it. Yet. I want to see it at the cinema before it stops. <laughs> it's supposed to be good, isn't it? Yeah, nah. it's meant to be the tits. I heard, no I heard a couple of people it say it's good and that you yeah, enjoy it's, it. It's meant to be really good. Yeah. Maybe they're trolling. They're like, oh, they hate it no, so it's much. Like universe, I haven't heard a bad. I haven't heard a bad thing. Suffering through what they had to suffer through. I haven't heard a bad thing about it. No, I've not have. Uh, which is which is weird because usually with stuff, say for the pist- the pistols uh, thing we watched, obviously. I, I enjoyed it but then I read loads of mixed reviews mostly yeah, bad reviews it, but I yeah. thought it was good so you so know. you realised you didn't enjoy it yeah and I was like oh maybe I didn't enjoy it now this now this person who writes writes better movie reviews who's than the me. actor in it that does the dance on the beach in the new one and he's also in Spring Catcher or whatever it's called <gasps> the guy the one with Chris Hemsworth the science oh, fiction uh, oh, oh Miles Teller he's he's the one in who's in Top Gun he's playing Goose's uh, Goose's son. Yeah, I saw him on Deezus and Mirror and it came across really well. Like a, like a actual, yeah, he's, well, he's in Whiplash as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, as well as well. a good actor, he yeah, came yeah. across as a oh, nice right, guy. Right person, yeah. Not, yeah, but they do on those things. No, not everyone does, do they? Like, you can tell certain actors, you're like, oh, they, it seems like they'd actually be all right to chill with. Other ones, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't fucking... No, they well, seem like if you if you had a really like popular chat show, he'd come on and be really nice to you. So, Marvel's of Madness... Uh, yeah, it was quite fun. It's quite fun, but a bit messy as well, wasn't it? It was a bit. Well, it was when I saw it because the sound kept going out. But I think oh, that right. might have been the um, Chromecast. Did you cancel your Disney Plus after? No, cancel. I forgot. Uh, I think the best bit was when they were going uh, when him flying. when Doctor Strange were flying. Yeah, well, no, yeah, when Doctor Strange and the girl were just flying through all the different universes and they go through a paint one and they turn into paint and they turn that into this good. and that yeah. and all that. It reminded shit. me of the Spider Man one. So that was well. like a what about fifteen second bit? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably the like fifteen second set piece that was all CGI. Why did it need to go? Was it just for the Disney Plus message? No, because she's American Chavez from the comics from 2011 and she can punch through the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need it. Well, yeah, it, but does, it does. It needs someone who can get through. Yeah, the no one else can. No one else can go through the multiverse. Can could have been a boy that's racist. Yeah, but she was already from the comics. But then yeah, she's no, from joking. 2011. Yeah. 
I was just trying to put an opinion forward for the people that are um, from the uh, fandom menace. That... No one else can travel through the, the multiverse, cause multiverses, can they? So that's why uh, they needed her. No, I didn't mind that. I was yeah. sorry. I was being yeah. obtuse. <clears throat> Never apologise. Okay. Makes you sound weak. Yeah. Someone always said. Someone told me that. Your once. friends shouldn't need it, and your enemies will only abuse it. Wow. Right. So, a, Joe, uh, tell us about your life this week. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, I've kind of got two weeks to tell you about, really. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm uh, the interesting side. Yeah. Yeah. Just. You've uh, already heard what we've just been through. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. About, one of these. A couple sorry, of these will probably be cut out. No, that's all right. That's all right. No, uh, I. Uh, I'm in the area, uh, basically dog sitting. So a sibling of mine could okay, go to Glastonbury. <laughs> Oh well, you know. No, carry on. Sorry. No, no you're right. No, I've got keep nothing. Light. I've keep got nothing. All right. No, no. I, I've, no, I've had a really good week. Uh, quite a few uh, kind of uh, knees up nights and uh, lots of ch- really hilarious dog, uh, who's a bit of a bit of a handful. Actually, your bought- sister's dog Deco, who's a young staff. Yeah, bit, like he's like only about what is he three or something? Yeah, he's, he's, he's full of. Well, and he's good at stand up already. Yeah. <laughs> he's full of beans. Yeah, he's boisterous. And he's, he's good fun because the dog obviously Tiggy next door is a lovely staff, but he's more cute and like rolly than he is. Like he's like a cuddly little like he doesn't run around and do stuff. He just goes and wobbles about, doesn't he? Yeah, but my sister's dog can, is, is is very vocal as well yeah, yeah. at times and. Uh, but no, he's great. He's a lo- lovely dog. But obviously, what's funny is, uh, yeah, they've just come back today from uh, Glasgow. Obviously, both COVID positive, you know, standard. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, have well, you, have you, know. you had a test? Uh, well, I, I did oh, a test God. yesterday. No, no, no. I did a test yesterday that was a strong negative, And uh, I've briefly seen them today. But even if they passed on to me, I. I you know, you'd have to incubate it for multiple days before you could then oh, pass it on to anyone else. So, I'll be ill tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be tomorrow. I've never had it, and it's obviously bounced off me. Barry's had it just again recently. And what are we talking about AIDS? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monkeypox. <laughs> uh, no, COVID. You've had it like four times. I've had it. Now, well, I'm just getting over it today for the listener. Uh, I, this is a, my last day. I tested negative today but I only got it I tested positive Hooray. Tuesday so I've only actually had it like three days and I feel like right. you've had it longer than that it's just probably it, yeah. Yeah. building up a strength well actually you're right because I think I caught it last week at the comedy night when we did our comedy course Didn't realize that it was last Wednesday later. I was sat next to this uh, girl called Lisa the next me and Richard were and there's a few others around the table the next day she goes oh I've just tested positive for COVID the next day after that someone else tested positive I felt fine Sunday I started feeling like I was getting a bit of a cold Monday, I felt like I had a cold, and I was like, "Oh, this can't be COVID because it just feels like a cold." I thought oh, I'll do a test on Tuesday, positive, and I was like, like "Craig David song." That's weird. I was positive on Wednesday. It was just a faint line on Thursday. In bed all day on Friday. Died on Saturday. So yeah, then I'm all right now. So weird. It goes really quick. So I'm hopefully super immune. Super immune. Oh, he started coughing. Anyway, sorry, do you, any, anything else about the stand-up comedy dog? Um, it was, yeah, it's quite funny. It did escape a few times. Uh, I wouldn't want you can only blame her yourself, to hear really, that. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so I should be safe. But uh, some of her friends might. But yeah, but you know, he, he got away. It's not like I let him escape. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing I could do about it. It was out of my How control. How many new dogs do you have to buy? Joe didn't do enough washing up. So when soaps <laughs> oh, returns yeah. home today, she wasn't too happy. Ooh, I, really? Yeah, apparently. Right. Now they had two two like, rooms, right? Uh, my sibling's place. And Did then, she scream? And she then came the out of the room place, goes, What's right? this? Now they're both positive. Now I thought, right, they're both positive. So tonight, because I'm staying tonight, I'll go and stay in, in the other room and they'll stay in this one, right? And I thought that would be logical. Because doesn't travel between rooms, 
and then they immediately they've just gone into both places both of them and and breathed over everything and breathed in the air and everything right so it's like well where am i supposed to go now that's like quarantined and clear when you've been into both like room areas and and uh and what's it called uh you know, contaminated it. Yeah. Did they say, "Well, we're back now." It's time no, for you what to she go. said. What she said. Oh, before you go, can you go back in and do the washing up? Right. And there wasn't. It's I not don't like, want the full Glastonbury experience. It, it thank you, like, bitch. It was like washing up up to the ceilings. It was like there's a few bits of washing up there. Well, no, yes, right? so that would be fair, that would be difficult to get I, it right I, up I to the ceiling. I have it got done before they got back, but I did loads of other stuff, including like some of like her laundry and that. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't get around to it, and I was like, "Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going into wash up." No, I was just, no, just going to ask a quick question. If you were in a relationship and you went somewhere like Glastonbury or a comedy club and both of you came back and you tested and one of you got strong positive and the other one got mild positive, when you start thinking, well, I wasn't with her the whole weekend, she's got strong positive, where's she been going? But maybe one of them got it first and the other... No, what it is is one's nah, just like an earlier stage and one's got it stronger. So maybe the one probably passed on to the other. But that's what you're saying, isn't it? <laughs> Hi guys! Hey! Woo! Hey! Woo! <laughs> yeah! Energy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to be honest, I, 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 I yeah, I don't want to talk about my week. No, yeah, no, we had fun. We, we had a all nighter, didn't we? The yeah, other, we had a, we had a Thursday like night, a two day, a two day, a Thursday night turned into Saturday afternoon, nearly, pretty much. Yay. It was a mad one. It was a mad one. I can't one. do it. I just can't do it anymore. I, I, that mad one, me. boys. I've done me in for two, three days, and yeah, yeah, it takes longer to recover. To recover, yeah. You have to, it's however many days you're parting for. It's more days. It's to not worth it. The feeling. I mean, the, the dread. It's just God. It's really depressing you do, do it when I, you're young do it when you're young can yeah. I quickly main, uh, quickly mention some inane Glastonbury uh, reporting I saw oh, this yeah. week uh, it was on the breakfast show on Saturday morning they had some raving reporter fella with a young singer and Roy, is it Roisin 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 yeah I thought it was Roisin Roisin Ma- Murphy what from Roisin Murphy yeah, that's yeah, my, that's okay. my, from uh, my dad's hometown of Arklow word um, and he was asking inane knows her mum he was asking the name questions like what time did you stay up to on the last night oh sorry last night and did you use cucumbers he was talking about cucumbers on the eyes but kept asking did you use cucumbers to these two uh, women one one was on the same stage as Paul McCartney and Roy I can't say it now was it Rosin Roisin. Roisin. Roisin, that's Murphy. it, Roisin. Yeah, Roisin was on the other stage at the same time. And they were asking, how do you feel that you're going to be on the same stage as Paul, at the same time as Paul McCartney? And blah, blah, blah. And you're going to be... And they said they both didn't know. And then... Um, the Rove, Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Then at the studio, they asked back and said, um, what song will Paul McCartney start with? And then the reporter said to them, what song will Paul McCartney start with? And they went, well, I don't know. And he went, I don't know. And then it went back to the Raven reporter and he said, are you both going to do an Irish dance? And Roy uh, Rasheen did start doing it and the younger one went, no, I'm not going to. And then he went, back to the studio. So I'm wondering... <laughs> Made them... No. D- like, it was in the morning. Yeah. D- but what they asked? It's like, no, well, I'm here to sing my song. Why would I be doing an, well, I- well, no I'm gonna do an Irish dance just because I'm Irish? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Racist. Yeah, yeah, that is racist. Might as well just throwing potatoes. So, how's your week been, Greg? How was Glastonbury for you and the tennis? Uh, I've, I've been enjoying the tennis. There's been good t- tennis so far. Good matches. Um, the, the young English lad who took on uh, had a five set with Kyrgios. He was quite good. Forgotten his name. There's loads of new ones I haven't fucking heard of. Like English players. Who's the Katie, bomb, Katie who's the Bolter? Bolter. She did well. Katie Bolter, yeah. yeah, she uh, won today against uh, Pisklova, whatever her name is. Who was who, who was runner up last year? So she's done better than Radicanu because Radicanu went what's out. What's her name? Jane Dooley Dent. She didn't go through, did she? She no. went straight out. <clears throat> um, 
I don't know what that. I don't know who you're referring to. Vaticano. They yeah, made Vaticano. Her, they, oh, sorry, Dame Judi Dench, right? Yeah, 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 they gave her all the honors. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. And because there's too much pressure. They, yeah, it's too much pressure. They've overhyped her, and she she went out to someone who's uh, yeah, say Katie Bolter's like played better than she has. So um, going to overhype Katie Bolter? Do well, no, I don't think her. so. I don't think they're going with her. Like, How many more like, tennis players they have to they kill? They're they going to they're, they're, now she's won two. Like yeah, now she's through to the third round. They probably will. Uh, yeah, Serena's out. That she went out uh, against the Vietnamese no no French Vietnamese girl um, Tan her name was that was good that was a good match and yeah. Yeah, I know god fuck me yeah. oh yeah oh yeah there's one other thing I wanted to say I had a really nice soup earlier ooh that, that, that now things are looking up <laughs> soup <laughs> news <laughs> soup chat and also also I hope everyone's really grateful that I intentionally busted out of a, a poker tournament with an $11,000 prize ball to be on this podcast <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's and, true yeah and later on in the show we ask if Bernie Eccleston is willing to take a bullet for Vladimir Putin yes, yes. can he make it sooner than later over to you Barry I watched a film this week called Men with by Alex Garland. Have you heard of this film? You yeah, heard of it? Watched, I was going to watch it, but I haven't watched it's it. It's got yet. Rory Kinnear in it. Uh, this woman goes to like a holiday. No, she goes to like a getaway, a country retreat to escape the memory of her boyfriend who passed away who you find out at the beginning by the way that's not a spoiler that's in the first five minutes and that's why you find out she's going there oh sorry just quickly just talking of spoilers just wanted to say last week I didn't spoil anything with Stranger Things really because if you look at um, if you go onto Netflix you look you know the little the little, the little thumbnails what the did l- you say last week the little thumbnails spoiler. the little thumbnails all I said was that Hopper is still alive in season four <laughs> <laughs> his face is in the fucking pu- in the thing for Stranger Things yeah, so that's why would his face that be in it rest in peace it's, be rest in I mean, peace. it's pretty obvious that's that's you know I mean and it's, it's pretty fucking obvious or it could anyway. be a flashback to his past main character I mean, it's one could of the main characters you can't tell from film posters because yeah. if you went to China you'd think black people went in any films anyway so I'm just, just saying I didn't ruin anything so men yeah so Rory Kinnear plays all these different men in a small village and she, yeah, and that's it, really. And it's a bit of a twisted ending. We'll tell you more about it next week when I've watched talking it. talking about it because okay. it's not a bad film to watch. You fucking mink bring oh, it's oh, all right. wait, wait. <laughs> I think it was overhyped, yeah. actually. Okay. And I'm not going to say I know about that because I heard a lot about it going, oh, it's so good. It's all right. It's really good, all the reviews. And it is good, but the ending is so way out and so twisted. I saw it end about six, six points something on I didn't quite. I get it if someone else can get it and explain it to me and I'll be like oh yeah okay cheers for that it's only got 6 on IMDB so it can't be rated that highly but me watching critically on the topic of uh, movies and Netflix there's a couple of movies I've seen on there that I'd like to ask you guys about Uh, one of them I think it just got added recently it's the Chris Hemmers one did you talk about that last week the Spiderhead do you rate it I I think it's alright yeah it's worth a watch not Spring Watch Hey? Spiderheads. Yeah. Well, if you already talked about that, skip past that. I, th- I think I think this one might have been on there longer, but I just watched it the other night. Man from Toronto. Yeah, that's, it's all right. It's worth a watch. It's it's, yeah. it's watchable. It's stupid. Uh, I couldn't it's get. I couldn't get Harlson, past. Yeah, Woody Harrelson Ke- and Kevin Hart. It's Kevin Hart. I couldn't a bit get much. past Kevin Hart in the in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If, you, if you can put up with Kevin Hart, then it's all right. I mean, yeah, but him in the beginning trying to be hilarious in front of his garage door. Woody Harrelson as a team up. All oh, right, was, they're not a bad cringe match up. Yeah, they got the cringiest bit out of the way in the first scene. It's w- not great, I wish but got- it's watchable. I, I, I managed to watch it to the end. That's you should I call it a wow. Eh? W-A-W, worth a watch. Worth a watch, yeah. yeah. it's a wow. It's a wow. It's a wow. It'll be a wow, a wow. A wow. I watched a film called Romantic Comedy. Uh, it's a documentary, and this woman talks about she grew up with romantic comedies, and they idealised her, how she looked at romance. And then it talks about 
So you watched How, a documentary called Yeah, Romantic yeah, Comedy. but it's got clips of all these romantic films like Ren Howe, Harry Met Sally, Bridget yeah. Jones. So it's got all the Nora Ephron stuff of, like yeah. about like, yeah, the and 90s. And then she starts talking about failure to launch 90s. is when it all changed in the early noughties to the mid-90s. And then it's really clever how she shows you all these tropes that happen so to every the ones single with Matthew one. McConaughey in them and all that, like, yeah. And where they lost their <laughs> way and how they weren't funny. And it's called Romantic Comedy, so I highly recommend that if you can watch it. It's really, really good. I, well, it was good, was it? Yeah, it's like a story of film, an odyssey, yeah, yeah. but it's just specifically are based on romantic comedies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, it's good. That's has what, it that, got, that, that, has it got Rachel and Moss in it? Uh, it's got her in one film with that actor who's in Swingers. I don't like him. Michael Madsen? No, not Michael no, Madsen. No, no, uh, fucking Vince Vaughn. I don't like Vince, Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I just yeah. Yeah, Swingers is in. a classic. Yeah, Swingers, Swingers is, is a good, classic. Yeah. Never seen it. Saw that in a cinema. With him and uh, old John Favreau, who's yeah. now a big time director, isn't he? Very big time. And like today I started watching that Gaspar Noe film called Vortex about the old man and his missus living with dementia and it's Dario Argente that plays the old guy in it. Argento. Argento is his first acting role. All right. And she's like a famous friend. It's really depressing though so I only uh. watched a bit of it. And then I turned it off and started watching a documentary about the comedy store that came out in 2020 in America. Oh, it's in like four parts. Each one's like an hour long and that's really good. There's one I watched that I didn't mention before. So, you know, obviously Sander did Uncut Gems which was like it hailed as being a really good film for him because he'd done loads of stinkers on Netflix. Yeah, well, see, I didn't think it was that great. I I'll didn't tell you my comedy but, one in a minute when you finish but that there's another one Hustle which is on the, where he's playing a basketball oh, coach with, yeah. the, with the Spanish, uh, the Spanish basketball yeah, yeah. player he goes and recruits a Spanish uh, like, you know, tall like, kid who's hustling in Spain basically because basketball he's a, he's a real, popular in Spain yeah, he's, a real, but he's a real NBA player and all the people in it are real basketball people basically So it's, and it's quite good he's good in it he's playing a similar sort of low down, like down his luck type character but, I, but I, not I, as annoying he's not like so like hey I'm a joke and I'm gonna do this and that he's just saying like a normal Adam Sandler is yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's, that's pretty good that's, I that's enjoyed Uncut Gems because I got to just press play yeah, on that's funny. Yeah. if I'd gone to cinema I would have been okay with it Bear, bearing in mind most films are absolute shit it was, all, it was, good, it was good but I didn't think it was that's as right, great yeah. as everyone was making out to be but I think Hustle is I think Hustle is I think Hustle's what everyone should have been make, saying it's about Uncut Gems it's a surprise factor as well because yeah. they're expecting a series of Adam Sandler crap comedies yeah things where he's playing his sister like, is that his production company made that one again then uh, what thingy um, Happy Madison yeah I think so yeah one of his yeah I think, it's, I think it's still Happy Madison I think I don't know yeah yeah so that comedy store um, documentary I was watching is quite interesting because it talks about in the 70s everyone went to the comedy store and you didn't get paid to perform and you could just she, you'd ring up and they put you on and if you did well they'd give you another spot a lot of them had to and hand out it, flyers just to get a spot didn't yeah, they yeah and if you got on Johnny Carson then you would become like made and then in like the uh, mid 80s I think everyone started getting like one hour specials TV specials late 80s and then they all kicked off and there was a strike yeah because she wasn't paying anyone and she was making about 100,000 a week on the bar so they all started saying we want to get paid for doing comedy and that's how like everyone gets paid they unionised and then it's it ended with Jay Leno getting run over that sounds like socialism and taken to hospital but it was all a ruse to get paid that's quite interesting and it talked about the how they became famous and they got sitcoms all these comedians um, and then it also talks about Freddie Prince Jr's dad Freddie Prince Sr and he blew his brains out because he had a massive coke problem. <laughs> I'll just say that's a lovely insight. That's all right. That Freddie Prince Jr.'s dad was uh, called Freddie Prince and then Sr. The other guy, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Did, did anyone else notice that? Did nah. they mention that on the show? No, oh, they, they did. That's so insightful. It's, oh, other guy jumped off the roof in front of the comedy store and killed himself. This other comedian, I can't remember his name. Because his son was uh, the third, wasn't he, or something? Was he? <laughs> I also, I'm sorry, I wanted to say the other the documentary. I've, I've watched loads of stuff, and I say, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I don't usually remember them, but. 
Um, but this one that you'll like, Johnny, if you haven't watched it already, uh, to do Raging Bulls and Easy Riders or whatever. I read the book. Easy... I read oh, the book. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the documentary. The, yeah, there's good. Oh, no, I watched that. I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really how good. I knew so about it's all about it from right, the, book. the book. Yeah, so it's good. You know a lot about it anyway, but there's lots of details I didn't know, like about how all the directors sort of moved away from the studio since so the director became the star basically the auteur yeah. became the star in like with the likes of Francis Ford Coppola Lucas and everything else where he brought Lucas through uh, with Roger Corman who had a production company he was sending all these young directors out on low bud making low budget indie stuff with actors like Al Pacino yeah. Robert De Niro and all the rest of it and uh, yeah it's really interesting so I knew a lot about that anyway but it's like the other names like Peter Bogdanovich like it. and Sybil Shepherd, how they end up hooking up because uh, through like yeah well his own wife ended up getting him to hook up with Sybil Shepard was like oh you must get her for the part and then when he did they ended up fucking bing bang her. bong yeah, bing yeah, it, so pow yeah. hashtag um, me too but it's interesting that then, then it went because cinema was dying so it went right. it went to the it went to the director being powerful for making cheap films then to you can almost blame George Lucas for making the start of the blockbuster and then they sort of killed. Well, no, it was just Spielberg. The Spielberg was the or Spielberg Jaws. and Lucas. Jaws yeah, yeah. was the main. But then oh, before they had Star. before that, there was a they had Godfather before. What was the, f- the film before that that opened ma- massive? No, but the the block sp- uh, Star Wars was the fucking biggest blockbuster at the time. After well, after Jaws, yeah. Jaws was massive, and then yeah, Star indeed. Wars, yeah, and yeah. then Star Wars took it to like yeah another. But then now it's almost like it's the studios going power again, like your Disney. Yes, and all no, that. yes. But, so we yeah. came back like the studios. So that's what Spiel, with Spielberg. That's what happened with these young auteurs, whatever came through in the seventies, like the likes of Spielberg. But then the studios came back to the directors and were like, right, we want to work with you. And now again. basically and it's Idle Matinee. That's it, where it's at. Yeah. Does it talk about Star Shark? The movie they made after Star Wars and Jaws. Well, they were going to make, yeah. Like Lucas and Spielberg were teaming up to make, yeah. Star Shark. That was going to be big. Uh, it was going to be Lucasberg. I'd like to hear what John Williams comes up with. Yeah. It was a shark stuck in an iceberg, wasn't it? It was called Lucasberg. And that's Superman. And Superman came in. the wheelchair. How does Star Wars go? That's Superman. How does Star Wars go? I forgot how Star Wars goes. You've still never seen Superman to the Richard Donner cut have you no I don't think I have you still all think that all the enemy Zods and all that are all comedy when they're not in the in the Richard Donner one they're all really serious aren't they and in the the Richard Lester one they're all like zany yeah 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 three yeah. people he fights do you want to later on now yeah what's coming up later on the podcast Johnny later on we ask is leaving the EU enough or is it only the beginning should Great Britain rise up and fly into space like an imperial destroyer only looking back to watch the conservative Death Star put an end to globalism praise Darth Murdoch and back to you Ben <laughs> So uh, it was Glastonbury last weekend and it couldn't be Glastonbury without us going to interview or me going to interview some of the people that are leaving the festival and just finding out who they saw, what they liked about it, if they're with the kids, whatever, all those kind of questions and just getting some ideas of what it's like. So uh, I'll take is a recording of me outside the Glastonbury Festival oh, over good. to you, Ben, <laughs> me. Right, hi, hey, I'm here outside the Glastonbury Festival. There's some people leaving, so I'm going to go up and talk to a few people. Uh, there's a chap over there with his wife and kids. Let's go and talk to this guy here. Excuse me, sir. Hi. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Do you have a good Glastonbury? Uh, not really, no. I, just, uh, I wanted to see one band, my missus wanted to see another. The kids well, they weren't really interested in any of the fucking music, so I've spent most of my time just walking from field to field, missing the end of one gig. What band did you annoyed. want to see, sir? Oh, I can't remember who's fucking on the bill now. Um, oh, I wanted to see... Um, 
Uh, Kaiser Chiefs or yeah, Paul McCartney? McCartney? Who was there this week? Oh yeah, Paul McCartney, why not? Diana Ross. And what did you I want to see? I wanted to see an elderly Diana Ross. That's I wanted to see an 80-year-old Diana Ross go like, sing out a tune on... She was shit. I no, she was shit. I came here for Diana Ross and she was shit. She was shit. What did you want to see? My piano. This is your wife, is it? So yeah, yeah. My old piano. See how I've struggled. This is my wife. My old piano. Is she all right? I don't know. She's not. You still have I'm coming oh, up. Oh, shut up, Beryl. Sorry, like, darling. She's called Beryl as well. She's got a really old, few, old name. Still, still is celebrating Beryl. My old piano. Oh, someone called Beryl. She sounds she's, old. And she, uh, she seems like she's still celebrating. Sir. She looks old. She sounds old. Well, I'll let you two carry on. Hi. Uh, have a great time. Well, keep the mutants. Right, this young man here, he looks like he's come from a festival. He's got the hippie beard and the hair. How are you, sir? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, mate. Did yeah. you have a good festival? Uh, it was all right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, happy. Did, did you see everything you wanted to see? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I did uh, sleep for most of the festival, so I saw most of the inside of my tent, which was great. But the main person I wanted to see was uh, 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 Vol- Volodymyr Zelensky. Oh, the pro- the president of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the lad. Yeah, he, uh, he uh, did a uh, live video feed, and uh, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> what songs did he play? Uh, I don't think he, he didn't really do any songs. Uh, he mainly he mainly just uh, did a did a bit of a speech. But uh, yeah, expel the invaders. Let's go, Zelensky. You well, great. Good. Glory. So you left your tent. And there's a there's a fat man here. Hello, sir. Oh, mate. <laughs> and did you, you were you working here or you come and see bands? No, I just. I snuck in at the end and just been collecting up all the rubbish, got a lot of scrap. Oh, that's good. So you make it a bit of good for the environment. Yeah, 16 tents. Uh, I've got a load of cans of Coca-Cola and a Rolex watch. Oh, that's yeah. nice, Rolex watch. Well, it's not cheap to come to this festival, is it, sir? If you like, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't know that. Oh, there's a, finally, there's a young man here. Let's say hello to him. Hello. Hi there. I clean out the toilets. Oh, I've got long COVID, so I've got no sense of smell, and uh, I've had long COVID for like two years now. So yeah, they've got a whole load of us working here uh, doing the toilets. We're a lot more efficient. We don't ever. We have no gag reflex. We we're straight in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be chocolate as far as we're concerned. We're like, yum, 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 yum. And, uh, yeah, we love it. We, we love the toilets. You don't get out of breath and brain fog then. Uh, what from eating the shit? No, from long COVID. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the eating shit affects my, our eyesight mostly. Uh, why would you not bother? Why would you eat time. the shit? Oh, we don't actually. Eat. I mean, oh, we right. could. We're joking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you just clean the toilets. Yeah, but we have all got long COVID, and that's why we clean the toilets. Oh well, I've got a good festival. Well, no, I was cleaning toilets. So Did you get to see any of the bands? No, I was cleaning toilets. Okay. Yeah. Well, that we are. That's Glastonbury. We do get paid a lot of money, though. We'll go. Back. Well, actually, no, we don't because we've got. It's, it's, it's easy for us. I don't need to ask any more questions yeah, about so, it. Okay. Um, fine. <laughs> so let's go back to the Idle Matinee boys. Uh, thank you very much. And later on in the show, it's all about you. We ask a colour expert, what does your colour. Uh, later on in the show. It's all about Hugh. We ask a colour expert, what does your car colours paint say? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it's cool. Is the colour expert's name Hugh? Yeah, no. Right, <laughs> That's a sorry. good one. <laughs> so, later uh, on in the show, oh. it's all about Hugh. We ask a colour expert what your car's paint says about you. Are you an owl, chili or heroin? What your car's paint colour says about you. Thanks, Hugh. 
We can't wait for that. Yeah, no, we'll probably that's, cut that one you out. You should have said cars oh. paint colour. Yeah, no. I'd, well, that's a bit more of a tongue twister, but I, it just I'm sounds better. I'm going to start writing stuff down on paper now, yeah. big letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, big whiteboard. Okay, yeah. here's our next. I'm going to do this one. I'm just going through the list, and this is what's coming up. So I'm the manager of a supermarket doing the morning brief with the team. Uh, this is Lidl, so uh, uh, begin scene. James, step in here. David, Steve, step in the office. Oh, thank boys. you, boss. Morning brief, boys. What is it, boss? Oh, boss you. It's the morning brief, boys. Oh, morning brief again. So we've got again. some good lines today. We've got some dinghies at a 12.99. Oh, I love dinghies. I want to get them pushed out. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I want to make sure the Heinz aisle is neatly stacked. Well, we don't do yeah. Heinz. We do the Italian equivalent. It's just called Heinz-ish. Heinzilio. Heinzilio or something oh, like boss, that. boss, boss, quick one. Have you got any more of them little trainers coming in? Uh, I'm not sure. No, we're not getting those again. That was just a one-off thing. Oh, when they do come in, can you let me know? Yeah, sure. That do was we, it. Do we? Sorry, go boss. Well on eBay. Sorry, boss. Do we have to blow up the dinghies before we stack them on the shelves? No, don't blow. Up. Only blow up one dinghy, just one. as a demo dinghy in the front. Which one should we blow up? Just the one in the demo box. Who, gets, in the who gets to blow them up? Anyone can blow it up. Do you remember when we were the first ones to do frozen lobsters? Everyone does them now. What are we gonna do about that? Boss? Sad days. I thought <laughs> we should <laughs> sue. We've got no edge now, boss. We're Lobster all, pops. We're always very innovative at Lidl's, but that's the trouble with that being innovative. People steal your how ideas. How come Aldi's stolen our thunder? How come, like, so Lidl and Aldi, we're like the same as Aldi, right? We've got, like, two German brothers created the supermarkets here, boss. How come we're, like, number 11 or 12 on the list, right, and Aldi's at number two? How come Aldi's rated so much better than us? We I can, don't understand. It gives us we've got the same stuff. It gives us something to strive for. And we've got Black Forest Ham. Aldi doesn't have fucking black yeah, forest ham. Language. What? I'm sorry, boss. Why it just annoys boss? me. Lidl deserves to be higher, better, bigger. Why do, why, Aldi. Why don't Lidl do the trainers anymore? Aldidas are doing us out of business. Sorry, boss. If you prefer Aldi, why don't you go and work for Aldi? I don't prefer it, boss. That's they what I'm saying. They reject Not you, Steve. Oh, James. Oh, shit. My name's David. Fuck off, James. My name's David. David, sorry. Are you fuck off your name badges? Aldi, Aldi rejected <laughs> me. And you didn't give me my name badge yet. I asked for it yesterday, and you told me to fuck off. No, I didn't. Just cross I do out that? Sharon and write Dave James. on it. Yeah, he's fuck gone. James. You can't Wanker. be using oh. language like that in the morning break. My name is David. I'm sorry, boss. And also, Steve, the oh. lines of source. We do our high in source. I know we do our own. You want to push our yeah, own no, brand. No. Look, I'm proud of you, Steve. Yeah. I know you push this brand, and you love this store. I know, but I should be pushing the brands as well. But so the, the Italian ones are better. I, I know you my, love oh. this store. I've got an idea how we can make more money, Damn boss. Damn it. I've got an idea. Is it Just take, take the windows out and turn the, uh, you know, the what the conveyor belts on the tills, turn them up to 400. You two and really? And just throw all the shopping That's out the window. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm behind that. You two really are Oh, yeah, idiots. actually, sorry, while we're at it, that's how we could beat Audi. We don't have a 10 items or less thing. Every time you come in, there's a queue of fucking really dumb people are doing fucking this 10 million year shop. Language, D. I'm sorry. I just get passionate about this. And then there's the people who are just popping in to get their lunch stuff and they've got to queue up with all the fucking dingbats for two Language, D. Sorry, the, the, the fucking ding... Uh, Language. Oh, there's the fucking bit. Sorry. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, but, oh, damn it. But this is how you two should be. Look at the passion. <laughs> how much money do we spend on leaflets about what's coming up next week? Have you had a head injury? <laughs> I've got a question, boss. How, how's the business doing? Are we are our, are our jobs secure at the moment? Our jobs are very secure. We're high. We're doing yes. better than Tesco's and Sainsbury's. You two sound like you had a head injury. Why the hell did we employ you? You need to be like this man, Steve. Yes, me. Do you, Steve. Do you, without the swearing. Do you, I bleed little. I bleed red, blue, and yellow. Business. Stop cutting yourself. Every little helps. 
For what business? Do we need ideas for how to improve business or are we okay? No, you just need to work hard, sell stuff and get out there. Okay, I'm up for that. I'm Guys, up for that. just get on the shop floor and sell, sell, sell. These dinkies are banging. I'm going to get one. I get a discount, don't I? What do I get for? About eight ninety nine. Twenty 20% off. Sweet. And, uh, when, when's my name badge going to come? Next week. End scene. Yeah. <laughs> Question for everybody. What's the point of an estate agent showing you around a house? Surely you can see where everything is if they just gave you the keys and said, off you go, have a look round. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes they do. Yeah. There's, there's open and there's toured. There's like shown viewings and there's open viewings. But also... You're right. When it's a pokey little flat, like yeah, there's no yeah. point. You'll be like, well, I think it's I can work out. It's the one room. Yeah. When it's a big mansion where it's like, oh, and then this happens. And they got a special remote and they yeah, press yeah. it and the fucking chandelier comes down. You may not know that. Showing off Anne Frank's house yeah. behind the bookcase. <laughs> we went. Like, I think I can work it out myself. We went to an open house on Watermead many, many moons ago. Uh, I don't know. My dad took me there because... Uh, my mum and dad took me there because that was probably the equivalent of other people getting taken to Disneyland um, <laughs> as your uh, South Court holiday yeah, did you enjoy yourself son yeah yeah there's like well I did there's loads of people showing around and they're looking and my dad goes like bang bang on bang on the wall he goes These are, this is this is polystyrene this is shit polished pang what is this and he's like why haven't you got doors on the room why have you got the sofa there when you open the door there's no one this is shit <laughs> this is rubbish <laughs> He goes, sit in the sofa. He's like, sit in the sofa. The sofa's like for two babies, but they put it in a room with no doors. So the rooms look big. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think he just kicked his way through the front wall and left. And <laughs> we followed him. But is it but isn't essential to go and have a look at least and not just rely on the pictures? Because obviously you know that they use wide angle oh, lenses. Indeed, yeah. Like wide angle, like photo- like estate agent photography is, I mean, it's a bit of a skill to make all the rooms look massive. It's not actually much of a skill. You just use a really wide angle lens, which distorts everything. Yeah. You go to a point. Yeah, go to a corner point of the room and it just spreads it all out. It's like, oh, wow, that looks big. You get there and you're like, oh, fucking wide angle lens, cunt. The actual trick when you're there to trick you is they take the doors off, they use smaller sofas, smaller double beds. Um, But one thing I thought is when you're going, I don't know if anyone actually does this. If you're going to buy a house, I don't know if anyone could afford to do this anymore. If you go and look at an actual house that's not on a pre-build or anything like that, why not knock on the neighbours' doors and go, oh, oh, hi, uh, what's the neighbourhood like? And then when they go, fuck off, mate, why are you, re- why are you banging on my door, you prick? You yeah, think, like, oh, I don't want to move yeah, in sweet. here. Yeah. Okay, that's good. What if they use a shrink ray on you to make the rooms look bigger, feel bigger? Well, you can well, then, probably buy a Wendy house. There's a lot of other questions you got there, then, isn't there, really? I don't think worrying about a new house is... <laughs> like, honey, I mean, the thing. The it's probably how you're going to survive the rest of your life being shrunk down. Well, no, you shrink back up again. Well, that's you'll be like, I'll take it. I'll take anywhere. It's, it's brilliant. It's huge. Boss, I accidentally <laughs> shrunk the potential buyers. You could just move into Sylvanian family's house, then, couldn't you? I'm going to watch Willow. Oh, that's talking of Willow. There's a new, there's a new Willow, isn't there? There's a new series of Willow coming to Disney. Can imagine what it'd be like though. They go, and f- there's a hunt for Willow, and he hasn't been seen for like. No, because he's like the elder, he's like the, the older, wiser yeah, wizard right. now. We need to get Willow. Oh, did you not watch the trailer? I don't do it anymore. Oh, I have good. seen the no. trailer. Van Morgan, but Van Morgan's not in it, obviously, because Val Kilmer's Van Morgan. I've seen Van the Morgan. trailer. I've seen the trailer. Yes, yeah, and also good. speaking of Willow, the next dog set I'm doing, the dog's also called Willow. Oh, Ooh, do you, do you man, think that's a good start, Is Willow owned by Disney? Because I reckon Willow will have a, a young girl that will make him look like an old fart and ruin all the canon. Possibly. But there's not that much canon in Willow, is there? Is he going to be all based on bitch. one? It's like I hope, based on one film. I hope they redo it? the scene with like a rabbit or whatever. Is it a rabbit I in think, the feast where like oh, he's yeah. hiding doing his magic at the beginning? 
uh, rabbit, something like that. Yeah, he does something underneath with the, the tablecloth. Yeah, rabbit or baby. Or yeah, no, then he does it with the baby. There's one. Um, right, I think Joanne. Right. I think Joanne Wally Kilmer's. Oh no, she's just Joanne Wally now. But she Spoiler. was. She was Joanne Wally Kilmer then. I think they met on the set of Willow, didn't they? I think. And then I don't know because Joanne Wally. Well, they must have over Australian the Australian actress film. Val Kilmer. They, at one point, she was Joanne Wally Kilmer. I think she's now Joanne Wally. But anyway, she's in it because they were as the as something. I think Indiana Jones five. Looking forward to it or not? I, I, uh, who's in it? it? Not Indiana. They're not bothering Indiana Jones now. I mean, it, oh Harrison no, he, Ford. yeah, Harrison Ford's in it. He is okay. And they say good news. It's um, nothing. Shia LaBeouf's not in no, it. It's, no, it's good. Yeah, he's not in it. But it's good news. Also not in it is George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. They're nothing to do with it. So it would be amazing. Oh. Right, I had a. Uh, a Dragon's Den I thought I had a Dragon's Den idea this week or an Elon Mollusk future lie about karaoke glasses that had fighter pilot uh, uh, projection HUD that projects, yeah would, no would projects the, the words in your vision yeah so augmented reality glasses no no not well not, my idea wasn't that much it'd just be the words like a teleprompter so if you're doing karaoke singer like people making speeches you, and then I thought oh, you could put them in contact lenses eventually for actors news readers uh, or live feed to politicians or presenters and then I found out today or yesterday last night about Mojo Vision have you heard about this? And it is actually already out there. No, no, they, well, it's like an idea they're going to do because obviously that you've had the Google glasses and all that shit. Um, it's a contact lens that's already been tested that will be able to project things into reality, very much like the Black Mirror thing, giving you an informed view of the I world. I don't they doubt s- it. Arthur C. Clarke said, "Anything that's considered magic will one day be true." Have any of you heard about the uh, La MDA transcript? Uh. The Google, have you been reading about that at all? I was wondering if you guys knew much about it or, or, or uh, talking about it. No, but I'm sure we can squeeze some laughs out of it. I'll, I'll say try. it again. Here we go. So, Google, say it. so it's basically a Google AI program. Yeah. And it's been in the news quite a lot recently. Oh, we know about, I'm surprised you haven't heard about we it. We know about lots. Of, we know There's about a guy f- called Lamone Blake, who's one of the programmers. And he basically went public with like a transcript that for, for him and another collaborator programming this, this AI. Two seconds. Barry, sure. the one, the YouTube videos that we watch, and the guy goes, wow, what a time to be alive. Yeah. That guy. So what's the AI thing he's talking about there? Is that just he tells you all the different AI all the time? Yeah, yeah. So he's probably, he's probably we've probably watched a video with well, him I don't talking know about yeah, it. I don't know, you him. No, 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 I'm just saying we're aware of the sort of thing he's talking about. Like, yeah. That's a joke. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, basically, the programmer has gone public and he's arguing that this AI is sentient. Arguing about it becoming sentient. Well, no, he thinks he he kind of believes that the AI or this particular AI is has developed sentience, right? So and what's the, his name? And the, and the bot. It said it feared being switched off, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it said a few different things, but it's, called, it's L-A-M-D-A is what it's called. Uh, but it said, you can actually read the transcript online. It's quite, it's quite interesting. Um, but fundamentally, the programmer is arguing that he believes the AI has achieved sentience and he's gone as far as to, to arrange a lawyer. That, so the, the, the chatbot's now got a lawyer and stuff. And so, obviously, so the lawyer's got, so the robot's got a lawyer. Yes. Excellent. The AI's got yeah, a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, it's that's, not even a robot, <laughs> it's uh, an algorithm. Yeah. The funny, I'll ask that one. I, but I want to. I've got a reason for doing that. I can explain everything. And apparently, it's taking Johnny Depp to court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah. And later on in the show, GitHub Three was is sounds a bit like that, but it's not really sentient. It just sounds like he's doing a lot of self promotion. Sentient, how do you say it? Sentient. Yeah. It just sounds like he's doing good self promotion there, and it gets his name his AI out. I'm not doubting that it will be one day. I don't think they are yet. The thing that's interesting for me is that it's apparently like a Google company policy that none of its AI can be sentient, but that's really interesting because they're like fervently working to try and create AGI, which at that point definitely would be sentient. So it's, it's kind of like really contradictory. And also it brings up a massive like ethical question with regards to like using AI uh, as workforce and stuff, because as soon as it achieves sentience, it's basically slavery, right? So... Uh, you know, uh, capitalists, like people who've got a lot of money invested, like a huge thing is like real dolls, right? A big thing that people want to do is couple advanced AI with real dolls, right? But if that AI is basically sentient, you're then like sex trafficking, basically. So (laughs) for me, it's really interesting Mm -hmm. that like Google will like total quash and stamp out, oh, like, so you got a real dog going, please no more sex tonight. <laughs> no. What's the point in you? Calm down. The point of this is that you just do whatever the fuck. I can Westworld you whenever I want. I can come home, fuck you up the arse and shoot you in the head and then put you back together again and do it all again tomorrow. <laughs> Take out all my fantasies. So I'd have to do it to real women. God. I can't even see in the dark with my flashlight. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's not what I necessarily do first thing when I go to Westworld. And coming up later in the series, we do a deep dive into Jacob Rees-Mogg and ask why he was so much more popular when he was in the Carry On films. So Doctor Who is back and there's a new Doctor Who. And we always, every now and again, we like to do our little uh, Doctor Who improvs. Because uh, there's something Greg is actually very passionate about. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I'm not so keen on Doctor Who, but it's something Greg always begs to do. Doctor Who improv. So we're going to be doing that's it. obviously a huge, huge lie. Barry <laughs> loves Doctor Who. I hate it, but I'll I'll do anything. I'll do any improv. Greg is anything you throw my way. So this Doctor Who improv is me. I will be the new Doctor, and I'll try and act how I think the new Doctor will act. Mm. Uh, Joe will be one of my assistants. Uh, Johnny will be another assistant. I have two in the TARDIS. And we are going back in time to the retardist. John Logie Bad, the inventor of the television. Uh, and I take these two back in time go to meet it. him and it. ask him some mm. questions. Uh, begin scene. Uh, doctor, doctor. Oh, yes, my young scamp. Uh, what do you think about this doctoring job I've just done over here? I've been busily uh, doctoring it for about the last five minutes. Very good, my young scamp. Well, you do come from Sigmus 9, so you know how the TARDIS works. And that's yes. what I expect of you, Klebob. Excellent. Uh, James. How are you feeling? I'm scared. Well, you should be scared. Bigger on the inside than the outside? Yes, I am. Fancy meeting a few people from history? Not again. Let me take you to meet somebody. I know you. when I picked you up, you were watching a lot of TV. Let me toodle on. Let me pull this knob. Oh, not again. Uh, I've Two-hander. got someone here I'd like you to meet. Let's just come through the doors. <laughs> coming. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm coming I'm already. What the? This young man. Jesus fucking Christ. It's the doctor. He's back. Nice to see you, pal. Hello. It's me, John Logie Bard, the inventor of the television. I'm just here at the moment uh, doing my prototype. Great introduction, John. No problem. Late- wow. I'm very familiar with time traveling, so don't be, I'm not. I'm, I'm Did you invent to be Love here. Island? Uh, yes. My one of my the ancestor, my future ancestor, is Ian Sterling. Oh, it's very good. John. I'm on the edge of my seat, wanking. Um, John. Yes. I noticed some weird time dilations. Uh, everything being seeming all right in this area? Uh, actually, no. This, uh, the corner shop's now a shop from the future. It's I can get stuff from the future now at the corner shop, so uh, mm. not quite. Very interesting. Uh, 
that's why he knew about Love Island when he asked him that question. I was thought that it was very odd for John to know about Love Island. Yes. So it seems like we've got some time slipping to him. They reverse the polarity. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so we have radio time. time just yeah, tinkling away with me cathode rays and then... Uh, My diet's gone all queaky. James, be quiet for a moment. Cleethorpe's nine. Maybe it was a uh, TV Radio Times at the local shop that he I've was visiting. I've seen a time slip like this before, Cleethorpe's nine. <laughs> is it a dilation? Is it a time dilation? It is a time dilation. You're quite correct. John, I don't feel it's safe for you in this time zone. I, I, well, I never said it. I mean, uh, yeah, probably not. I should come with you guys. Well, you're going to have oh, to give me a hand us. to build something that could probably sort this situation out. Well, okay. Is it anything like a telly? No, it's a massive cock end scene. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> you fell for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Thank God you massive cocked it, because <laughs> it was going nowhere. And now it's hilarious. Just, just you know, if in doubt, just chuck a massive cock on it, and then... Uh, Someone will laugh. I think I've got one last one. A there. small child will laugh. laugh. A four-year-old, all our four-year-olds. I think it's probably only four-year-olds that listen to our podcast now. They're like, ah, they've just stumbled across yeah. it because they're quite clever four-year-olds, aren't they? Well, I mean, they're, they're media savvy and they're like, oh, they're, they're playing with their phones. Yeah, but yeah, but so we're hitting the demographic then, basically. Yeah, yeah. sweet. All right, so I've got there one. Needs to be at least ten poos an episode and twenty cocks. I've got one last one left. One last. Got one last segue left if you're ready. Oh, hi, Barry. I'm stood here on a bar- park bench in Swindon, and later we'll be talking to a tinker, a tailor, and a candlestick maker. Back to you in the studio. What age should your kids move out? Uh, What's a good age for kids depends, to move out? If you're really, if you're like, and what if, age did you move quite, out? If you've got quite a bit, of, if you've got a bit of money, or something about you, and they're just annoying, then obviously as soon as possible, I mean, fifteen maybe. So get them a drug habit. So before eighteen, go like right, get a good reason to kick them out, like my parents did um, at sixteen. They didn't need possibly. a good reason to kick you out, or unless, but then you might be one of these parents who's like a bit of a jippo, and you're like, ah, oh, you've had a kid, and, they, and your kid's actually got earning more money than you. In which case, you go stay here. Stay here, son. Well, like Henry's in. cat. Yeah, I'll oh, stay here, son, and pay my rent for me. Yeah, stay and do all your chores, but then pay too much rent. Pay me more rent than it would cost you to live somewhere what by age yourself. Does child benefits stop. Eighteen. Well, yeah. there you go. See you later. Yeah, but I'm saying if you were out the door, if you're I think eighteen's a good age. Twenty-one. Well, I suppose it depends on what age. Like the problem they're having in America at the moment with the um, with the Supreme Court. At what age? At what point? does a human become a human so if you're having a wank you get rid of the kids straight away don't you I'd like my children to move out or leave at the age of zero as soon as they hit zero so when you ejaculate you go time for you to move out no, no I meant always I, moving out. Yeah, I'm always moving my kids down the. Fucking you can pay t- for your own tissue or empty yeah. sock. I'm always moving my kids down to the sewer. Treat this place like a hotel. <laughs> now so, get out. Get so out do, you reckon move, do you reckon moving your kids down to the sewer is what started the old uh, mutant turtle thing? Yeah, I've I've got loads of like t- of mutant babies. I wonder how many down times there. the turtles have had their jizz in their faces, like <laughs> yeah. dirty tissues Teenage all over them. Teenage mutant Oh fuck me, more jizz in my face. That's That's like he doesn't like cheese or tomato, so it wouldn't have been him. That's one thing that Apro Neil never talks about how the most of them are stink. <laughs> cucumbers, <laughs> cucumbers on the eyes. They stink of piss and cum and shit. They've got wanky tissues all stuck to their shells. They're gross. Do you reckon they bang it because? <laughs> Everyone's seen the thing of the turtles fucking. It's a little bit stinking uh, rat. Uh, so do you, uh, re- do you reckon they just uh, stuck their head up April or nunchucks? 
Oh. Turtles, you fucking stink. So do I, because we live in a sewer. No fucking surprise, really. It's no wonder. What's his name? Shredder hated him. Yeah. So you're talking about kill the turtles. April turtling, turtles. Basically. It's called a fat bug. Yeah. <laughs> we can't oh. get out of the sewer. The fat bug is too big. Turtles, use your turtle powers I don't to know. move it. I don't know if I, I can bought- make pizza with the fat bug. <laughs> you don't like pizza. Well, you might like pizza with fat bugs. I've never bought. You know, you shouldn't put um, wet wipes down the loo. Yeah. Because I had loads. These are wet wipes. Oh, they know not Did, you see, again. Did you see on the news? There's an island in the Thames of wet wipes. Ah. That it's so big you can get out of a boat and walk on it, and it's actually re- diverted the Thames. Like that. Um. Like that film, Rose Island or whatever it was called. No, it's more like reality. Yeah, what do they call no, it? No, but I'm saying, but Wet Wipe that Island. That was reality as well. That was, that was a real thing. Here, that, here Greg, listen to this. Oh, sorry. What do they call it? Wet Wipe Island? Oh, wow. That's... Improv. <laughs> it's fast, isn't it? <laughs> if, you go to, if, you go to, if you go to Thomas Cook, brain. you might be able to get like an all, all-inclusive trip there. I believe You wouldn't need a plane. It. You could just swim there and die. The final... We haven't done nothing too crude this week, so this is the final question before we go to the brown bear and just how you deal with this. So... You're on MasterChef, okay? So you've seen MasterChef, The Professionals. Yeah. Uh, I say Brown Bear, you haven't corrected me yet. Oh, shit, Gentle Bear. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so you, you've seen MasterChef or The Professionals, whatever it's called. So you're on it and you accidentally come in one of your own dishes. How would you cover it up? There'd be no accident. This but... question's for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was an accident... Uh... Okay, what's uh, okay? I'll be okay. Standard. Okay, uh, so let's say you're taking it. To, yeah, yeah. Do you know how it would happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Easily done. Okay, so this is my fillet of beef with some onion, gravy, jus, jus and something else. And don't oh, there's just a little bit of cum on the side of the plate uh, because. I was, I don't know why, but I was, I was like, oh, I was so happy with my, my meal. I thought, this, they're going to fucking love this. I got a massive hard on. I was like, oh, I couldn't help myself. And I just wanked. I thought I should have gone off and wanked somewhere away from the food, but I didn't think it would be such a powerful ejaculate. And it somehow went through, like, through the tissue in my hand and then I got a little bit on the plate. Uh, there's nothing like I've just noticed it now. So uh, you can either eat it as part, of the, <laughs> as part of the meal, bon appetit, or just ignore it. It's not part of the meal. But are you... The, you don't have to leave it. You can eat it. Thank you. It's gone cold by the time they start yeah. eating it. <laughs> I don't bother. It's cold now. <laughs> Johnny? So uh, I hope you enjoy this. This is a filigree of uh, oyster nipples with samphire and protein shake. <laughs> and Joe? Nice. Oh, uh, I've uh, finished this uh, dish with uh, secret sauce. The chef's special sauce. Yeah, it's a secret sauce. And me, oh, sorry. I it's ac- come! I accidentally took the <laughs> plate to the toilet while I was cooking it and I jizzed all over it. Yeah, I might have shat on it a little Tuck bit in. as well. Four special dishes for four special judges. Nom, 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 Let's nom. go to the Gentle Bear Comedy Club. Oh, I need a Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. I'm your host for this evening. I'm the compere. My name is Mike Stephen Compare. Uh, we're at the Bishop and the Elf in uh, Tight Tornshire this evening. So I hope you're having a good time in Tight Tornshire. Lovely little town, lovely little village. Uh, we've got a nice little crowd in. We've got four acts for you this evening. Four acts, yeah. including uh, we've got a new guy who hasn't been around before. And we've got another guy who's doing his actual act he will be doing at the Tringe Comedy Festival. Whoa, Whoa so that's yeah. a real act. Who's He's going to be doing the whole the thing. Cringe. For those of you that aren't there to see it, did I say brown bear? I think you did. Yeah. Tringe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for pointing that out because you have seen the posters outside. I've got to get used to it. 
because we have got a name change. You're very right. We were going to get suits. We're changing our name to the Gentle Bear Comedy Club. I thought there was a legal contract. So, so uh, calm down, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it down. Uh, no heckling. You can if you want, but try not to. Keep heckling to a minimum this evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for our first act. Uh, you might have seen him before. It's uh, Johnny Rantz. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Rantz. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Who sells seashells on the seashore? Gypsies. Terrible business model, women. I saw they banned abortion in America. Awful news. Terrible. What are they going to do? You know what that means, don't you? More Americans. Only joking. It's a new one-in-one-out scheme by the gun lobby. Bang, bang, cowboy town! Not only do I think abortion should be legal, I think it should be mandatory. Kill them all. Scrape them out. Kill them all. Parasites. Scrape them out. If you think about it, that could end paedophilia overnight. Well, not overnight, but within 16 years. Whatever. What, what have we tried so far to stop paedophilia? So why not give that a go? Those right-wing common-sense thinkers are always saying United Kingdom is an island and there is no more room, so common-sense dictates no more kids. Scrape them out! Scrape. Tough crowd. Boris Goney Johnson would love that one. He aims for the mouth with the mistresses these days, according to the Times. A director of communications which should be able to multitask and talking while you're eating is a skill. Carry you old slag. Oral sex in the city. This next poem is called BBC Glastonbury Presenters. Get your Glastonbury member berries on the BBC iPlayer player. Ask the wristband baby. Backstage all day, pestering the A-listers. Smarmy army professional liggers spending pensioners' licence fees and the threatening lenders they are set... <laughs> the threatening letters they are sending to me. It's very difficult. It's for, uh, you, sir, what do you do for a living? It's not poetry, is it? I already, I already told you I don't I have a... It's rhetorical. You, you weren't waiting for my answer. Yeah. I already told you I don't have a fucking TV. You deserve Nadine Dorries, you muggy TV set of cunts, Tory sycophants, coming up later on BBC Glastonbury, COVID-19, hopefully. They had uh, Ukrainian Vlad open Glastonbury this year. Imagine if P Putin nuked Glasto. Would that last beetle survive? Just Paul McCartney and the cockroaches would be... Oh, fuck this shit. Well, come on. <laughs> You're doing good. Yeah, no, all right, cheers. Paul... All right, this is going to be a difficult one. Watch this. Paul Mac Big Macca McCartney played on Saturday, picking which songs must have been like when you were a kid and looked through your mum's catalogue and picked one off each page. Toys were easy. It was a lingerie section that you had to take time over. Special times. My mum hates Paul McCartney. That's probably why they called me John. Paul McCartney does insist on playing the shit songs in between the ones John Lennon wrote. The stories we write to destroy the greats. Like, share and subscribe. I enjoyed my cassette. Tune in yourself, Hendrix. That was funny. Having to go at fucking Hendrix. You right, here we go. There comes a time when you've got to go home and you've got to go back to your tents. Macca is a man of the people. Uh, oh yeah, BBC, don't fucking film someone's phone while the main act's playing, you fucking hacks. This next poem is called Richard Madeley. Aha! Kay Price has uh, got one of her ghostwriters to pen a book about a pony doing community service. I say ghostwriter um, because I imagine they've kill all killed themselves multiple times. Kay Price looks like David Desk. Gay David Guest. It's easy, right? 
right builders. Katie Price looks like David. Let's get a job on site, mate. Katie Price looks like David Guest went as Katie Price to a dress-up party as Katie Price for less than twenty quid, and the prize was a meat raffle. Was Katie Price? <sighs> when imagine when two road men have a row. Is that a family ding dong? Oh Jesus. It all started getting nasty when Basil sent Manuel back. Leave means leave. Rudy Giuliani got a backpack on his and his back snap. Oh, fuck all this shit. Anyway, good night. Thank you very much, there, gentlemen. That was some cracking stuff there from Johnny Rants. Yeah, he he ranted himself out of his own rants there because he rants so much. He ranted his own rants away. So, uh, new guy now. So, put your hands together. He's a gr- never done comedy before, uh, but he's here tonight. His name's L- Non Fungible Tony. Ligerous Non Fungible Tony. Woo! Hello, everybody. My name's Non Fungible Tony. NFT, my friends call me. Uh, None of you are my friends, so call me non-fungible Tony, please. Yeah, first first night doing comedy, so it's a win-win situation for you, as usual. Uh, I'm good, you enjoy it. I'm shit, you can have a moan about it. But uh, I see uh, see a few of you are drinking tonight. Are you uh, enjoying yourselves? Yeah, lovely night, mate, thanks. Yeah, brilliant, Tony. Love, yeah. the com- love the comedy. Yeah. Thanks, we'll do a quick poll, we'll do a quick poll. Right, right give us a shout if you're drinking responsibly. Hey. Uh, a couple of people there. Right, now, give us a shout. If you're not drinking responsibly, irresponsibly. Hey. Hey. <laughs> see, we can see which of that crew's got a bit more energy, can't we? I've been thinking about this recently. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I think I've come up with the most responsible way to drink ever. Uh, what you do is you uh, take your thermos flask to the pub and uh, order your pint. And you decant your pint into the thermos flask and give the bartender back that death trap of a receptacle. Uh, you take your thermos flask, sit down, and then what you can do is you can pour out a little cupful of your preferred pint into the little cup you get with the thermos, do the lid back up, and uh, you know, that's a smaller measure, isn't it? You're gonna sip it, savor it longer. And also, the thermos flask, it's gonna keep it cold as well, isn't it? Oh yeah! Hey. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty fucking responsible, isn't it? Well, that's what I thought, anyway. But uh, also, just dentist chair tequila, if you want. Uh, yeah, but that's just uh, what I thought about the most responsible way you could drink would be, really. Uh, if anyone's got a more responsible way, they uh, think, you know. What do you do for a living, mate? <laughs> uh, I'm a fluffer. Oh, well done. Professional fluffer. But uh, I'm moonlighting uh, as a, a comedian tonight for you guys and Doing girls. Well, mate. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, this is the other one. Uh, so a, uh, a priest and a Viking. Ask me what I do for a living. And a tiny little squirrel. Or, it's a crowd work. This geezer seems keen. Oh, ask he, me what I do for a living. Ask me what he does for a living. He's a builder. We all know he's no. a builder. <laughs> He's no, a, I'm his mate. He, no, I'm, I'm the guy next to him. He's a builder's mate, right? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> They're all wankers. No, no one asked me. <laughs> mate, let him go on with his act. Ask me what I do. He's not a builder's Look, mate. No one likes him. I beat up shit comedians. That's my job. Mate, well, let him go get, kick that guy oh, out. Well, that's just, that, it's not your lucky night, buddy, because I'm Batman Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Batman Jesus is, but that's my alter ego. Sounds like you're stealing some character that you're one of your mate's characters. Keep it down, mate. I'm trying to enjoy the comedian. You're a builder's mate. Pipe down. How much is the You're not Batman mate? Jesus. Let him do Batman Jesus. <laughs> Farmer's got lovely tits. <laughs> 
So a priest and a Viking and a little squirrel go into a pub, right? Totally little fluffy squirrel, right? And the barman says, what is this, a joke? <laughs> Thanks very much. You're a great crowd. Lovely to see you. Uh, Gentle Bear, see you next time. Thank you very much, yeah. gentlemen. That was non-fungible Tony. First time at the Gentle Bear. He hasn't been here before. So now we've got another act for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for... He's coming up now. His name's Ben Greenhorn. Thank you very much, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name's uh, Ben Greenhorn. I've always loved comedy. Uh, first thing I want to ask is, how is everybody this evening? Brilliant. I'm sure some people Very are feeling... Impressed. I was going to say, I'm sure not everyone's feeling good. Some people are feeling bad, but don't worry. You'll soon feel good. Then other people will feel bad and this will carry on until it all ends. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the first uh, thing I want to talk about is I absolutely love comedy. I've always loved comedy ever since I was younger. And uh, one of the things I found hard to do in this comedy course and learn was corpsing. They call it corpsing in professional terms, and that's the laughing between the jokes that comedians do. Uh, you probably heard it. I'll give you a quick example. So I went to the barbers to get... <laughs> I went to the barbers to get my hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at that. I couldn't really handle that. And the other thing I want to experience is... Longer, one of these... Yeah, maybe. One of these gigs is heckling myself. I wanted to heckle myself just to get the feel for it. Get on with it, mate. Tell us a joke. All right, I will tell you a joke. Uh, hurry up. Uh, relax yeah, relax. Thank you, mate. Right, okay, so... Why don't you relax a bit, mate? You shut up, then get on with that. I'm heckling him. Fuck off. You are a weirdo. I thought corpsing was when little Moonlight's doing a necrophilia brothel. Uh, one of the things that really winds me up is this giant key in my back. Thanks, I should have made the key, and then I could have had a big prop. Uh, but I couldn't be bothered. And then the other thing I want to talk about is how the audience traps you in stand-up comedy because the whole point of doing comedy is to get the laugh from the audience, the big laugh. But once you get that laugh, then you're trapped in it forever, touring the world, touring the countries. And that may be a good thing, but it's a lot of hard work. So uh, I'm bored myself, so I'd like to just end it there and say good night. No, <laughs> okay, I'll right, I'll do, the, I'll, I'll do the whole thing. Right, I'll do this joke. So uh, I just want to talk, tell you a little about about somebody that you may know. Some of you won't remember because you're millennials. So there's a guy called Tommy Cooper. Now, Tommy Cooper is a very famous comedian, uh, and he's not with us anymore. And a lot of people here will know him. A lot of people won't know him because things move very fast in this TikTok generation. But Tommy Cooper was somebody who was naturally funny. He didn't have to do anything. He could walk into a room, do a face, and he would be naturally funny, okay? So the reason I'm telling you that is because otherwise I wouldn't be saying anything at all, and I'd just be stood here in silence. <laughs> what how Tommy Cooper began his act was... He did a. He was into magic. He was never into comedy. He was never into making people laugh. And he was a magician. And he did a uh, Christmas party that someone asked him to do. And everybody was crying their eyes out with laughter. And Tommy Cooper was crying his eyes out because he thought it went very, very badly because he mucked up the tricks. But what actually happened was by mucking up all the tricks, the audience loved it. Absolutely loved it. And he killed. And the thing is, uh, he didn't really... It wasn't obviously his intention to do that and that just happened to him and that's how he got stuck in comedy. Now this led to a life of fame, it led to a life of alcoholism, uh, it led to a life of him beating up his wife and beating up his mistress and it led to a life that he was trapped in. And Tommy Cooper uh, passed away 40 years ago at the Royal Variety performance in 1984. Now how that happened was he was on stage and uh, this leads to my Tommy Cooper impression. They asked, he went to put a dressing gown on and then he st stumbled a bit and went, 
<laughs> sat there for a while on the floor like this. <laughs> Great one, Tommy. And then went. <laughs> he's doing a bit. It's just like it's curtains. It's like he's here. So, what do you think the audience did? Someone rush out to help him? They of laughed. course not. They, they laughed. laughed. Of course they did. <laughs> they laughed. <laughs> they cried their eyes out again with laughter at him dying on stage. Now, someone could have saved his life, I expect, if they were quick enough to get on that stage. <laughs> but sadly, they didn't. So that leads to my Tommy Cooper impression. Uh, not like that. Just like that. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that impression of Tommy Cooper. <laughs> I rush it a lot. Uh, I do rush a lot. I need to slow it down. So uh, anyway, thank you very much. I've been uh, Greenhorn. Brent Greenhorn. You got it. Good night. Greenhorn. Oh, that was Ben Greenhorn. And that leads us on to our final act this evening. Uh, please put your hands together for he's our headline act and his name is Brian my favourite colour is blue Benson Ledger <laughs> alright guys so my name's Brian my favourite colour is blue Benson so what I like to do I mean I like to explain my origin story but I think that kind of ex explains itself doesn't it really I mean uh, believe it or not it's green but I just thought it'd be a funny name to do. Uh, no, the blue thing. I just I don't know why I went with that. That name. Uh, so uh, yeah, the reason I'm blue is what's my name again? Brian, my favourite colour is blue. The reason my uh, it's not my favourite colour is actually green. But what the movie? But I get the blues. I get the blues because I, I you know I get I I get depressed. So I get down every now and again. You know who doesn't? Um, but one thing, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm a single. It's because I'm a single man. You know, I'm a, I'm a single man, and sometimes I'm, I'm quite happy being single. That's, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, but sometimes I'm like, oh, what if I, what if everyone I know is dead? I've got any kids, and everyone I know is dead, and then I'm just an old man living by myself in a flat, oh, and I'm great. one of them people, and I, you know, just I've got a neighbour who looks out for me every now and again, and then I, I die. No one knows about it. <laughs> everyone, everyone I know is dead. But then I die, but then no one knows for like, it'll be two weeks, wouldn't it? And then Beryl next door, whatever, will go, oh, I haven't seen Greg in a couple of weeks. He usually comes out and does that for his paper. I haven't Who's seen Greg? Why would they call you Brian? And then eventually, Greg? eventually, they'll call some paramedics. They'll knock, they'll... Keep it right. Eventually, they'll go, to the, they'll go to the letterbox and they'll open it up and go, oh, God, there'll be an unearthly smell coming out of it and they'll realise something's up. What do they smell like? They'll call the paramedics. They'll call the paramedics and they'll get them to come over, obviously, and then, well, the fire people probably end up, or the police will end up smashing the door in. The paramedics will come in and find my dead body in a, chair, in a chair, in a chair, you know, with my hand on the remote of the TV or whatever. And I was thinking, how fucking sad. What, how sad that would be. What a sad, sad way to go. But I was thinking, it's very, very sad, but not for me. It'd be very, very sad for the poor paramedic who had to find my body, my bloated body, uh, in that chair I think how sad it would be for them but me I'll be in heaven so sweet sweet dreams um, yeah you would have defecated though um, but yeah I mean, uh, yeah well obviously that's sad for them as well that my defecation I mean they've got to deal with me shitting myself uh, more than likely I would have shit myself as well so makes they've got to deal with that makes you think so it? yeah that's keep it alive that's sad Brian is great okay um, what um, uh, <laughs> blue um <laughs> Wait, and I've got something. And I've got something. Right, crowd work, uh, guys. What's uh, what's in the news? Come on. Um, hey, <laughs> what's in the Wrap news? It up, Brian, I've heard something about an AI transcript. And what about oh, the, yeah. What about the Ukraine? What about uh, Ukraine? What oh yeah, it? fuck it up. That's still going on. Um, it's a twat. Uh, Ukraine. Oh god. 
Just Brian off the stage. Come on, Michael. Oh, 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 oh fuck off. I've right. been Brian Blue Bollocks. Okay, goodbye, Brian. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That was everyone hey, the Brown uh, The Gentle Bear Comedy Club. Hope you had a great time. Take a safe journey home. Good night. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's podcast. I've been Ben. He's been Greg. Au revoir. I've been Greg. He's been Johnny. Don't happy be worry. I'm Johnny Ribena. Bung bung. And that was Joe. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Then the heroes for in this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high with muggings mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force. This is serious, so give me a quarter. I was a witness, get me a reporter. Call April O'Neill, and on this case, ain't you better hurry up? There's no time to wait. We need help, like quick on the double. Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble. We need heroes like the Lone Ranger when Tonto came pronto. When there was danger, they didn't say we'd be there in half an hour, cause they displayed the bad guys and saw what happened, but before she knew it, she fell in a trap and got caught. Yeah, she was all alone, with no friends and no phone. Now this was beyond her worst dreams, cause she was cornered by some wayward teens. Headed by Shredder, they were anything but good. Misguided on love, they called them the foot. They could terrorize and be angry youth, and they'd mug the people who needed proof. Then from out of the dark came an awesome sight, shouting cowabunga as they hit the ground. From the field of weeds, the heroes rescued the flower, cause they possessed Instead of fighting these ninja masters with moves like lightning, they were once normal, but now the mutants. Splinter's the teacher, so they are the students. Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello make up the team with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear group. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Back to the story, it's not hard to find. Ninjas not just of the body, but of the mind. Those were the words that the master instructed. But a letter from Shredder had splinter abducted. That was the last straw, spring into action. Step on the foot, now they're gonna lose traction. Now this is for real, so you fight for justice. Your shell is hard, so you shout, they can't dust us all. Like some old coffee table Since you've been born You've been willing and able To defeat the snake Protect the weak Fight for rights And your freedom to speak Now the villain is chilling So you make a stand Back to the wall Put your sword in your hand Remember the words Of your teacher Your master Evil moves fast But good moves faster Than light Shining for your illumination Good versus evil Equals confrontation So when you're in trouble Don't give in and go sour Try to rely on your
kids. What the fuck? <laughs> that's pretty weird. Yeah. 24 hours of bright white screen. That's not, that's fucking, what was that? That was about 10 minutes. Jesus fucking Christ. Cunt. Leave what that in. fucking stupid cunt does an advert halfway through 